Welcome to a new episode of Sportive. Today's guest is Ted Inoskier. Ted is the managing director of River Travel, a travel agency that transports you to the best part of Scotland by offering you luxury experiences. Ted is also a former professional golfer. We're still in the month of May on the mental health awareness theme, and I wanted to hear Ted's view on our need for the outdoors in 2021 and beyond. Summer is around the corner, and I believe that our holidays will take us to unknown places. We will venture more in the wild corners of the world. With his experience as a golfer and in hospitality, Ted shares his views on the transformation of the tourism industry, despite having been hit hard. I myself am a consultant in sports and tourism through my company, The Catalyst. I have seen the damages brought by the pandemic. There is no need to linger in the past, but my way is to plan for the future. You can visit River Travel on rivertravel.com and check the Instagram page at rivertravel. Talking about the future, gyms are soon reopening in France and Les Circle is ready to welcome you. Well, located in the 6th district across the largest park of the city, Parc de la Tête d'Or, Les Circle is a premium gym that offers a wide range of activities from pilates, boxing, cross training, bodybuilding with the best machines. You can also have the access to a personal trainer. You will be welcomed in French and in English by an enthusiastic team led by Mathieu and Amélie. Visit the website livecircle.com and follow the Instagram page at livecircle. Spotive is a podcast also present on Instagram at SpotivePod. You can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean and other platforms where you listen to your podcast. Listen, share and leave a review. Enjoy. Welcome to a new episode of Sportive and I am Alexandra and today we're going to talk about golf and outdoors and mental health and mental prep with uh, Ted. I'll let you introduce yourself. Hello, very nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Welcome. So yeah, I'm going to talk about obviously your background, what you do now and how everything is linked and um, as a professional golfer. I can't say former because once a golfer, I guess, every day. Uh, well, I'm now, uh, I'm now an amateur again. I applied for my amateur status after I gave up golf, which took a year to happen. And oh. I'd returned to the amateur ranks in 2016. So I am a former professional golfer, but I still have a burning passion for the game. There you go. All right, then. So I'll just let you introduce yourself in a nutshell, who you are, where you are at the moment, and then we'll go into... Okay. Um, I, my name is Ted Inniscar. I am from Scotland, brought up in Scotland. I don't sound very Scottish, but I spent a lot, lot of time in, in England, um, both with school and then work. And then I, uh, I used to work for a, a sports, sports management company in London, organising um, golf, golf tournaments all around the world. And then on the back of one of my clients offering me a sponsorship contract, I then uh, dipped into the professional golf world for... Uh, as it turned out, five years. And then after five years, retired from the game for a number of reasons. And I'm now managing director of my own company, which is called Reva Travel, which uh, essentially brings clients into Scotland to experience the best that our country has, uh, doing a variety of different things, but really kind of getting to the, getting to the best parts of Scotland that other people don't necessarily have the, have the opportunity to do so. All right. So uh, as I told you last time, this month is about mental health. And I wanted to, I guess, mix the two, the outdoors and how sports really help 
us athletes or people who are really active. Um, I'll start with golf. Other than being, I guess, Scottish mm. and the sport was born, I was born there. What can you tell us about the, the sport that people don't know? And you know, with all the cliche of it's not really a sport. Or I think the most relevant thing right now, well, as you can see, what's happened in the last year, year and a half, um, golf has had an enormous surge in popularity. Not not only because it's a sport that actually is right now you're able to do it from a socially distanced point of view but it's it's an op- it's an opportunity to actually get outside um, we've all been locked up for far too long we're able to to you know see friends be in the outdoors uh get out from our houses fresh air you know it's it's a really um golf is an incredible sport for many reasons but right now i think it's even more so and that's why as you uh, as you see memberships are, are going through the roof throughout well certainly the uk and i'm sure the rest of the world as well it is uh it is an incredibly um uh, useful tool to enhance your mental well-being because you're able to get outside i think a lot of a lot, a lot of people actually don't really well i'm sure they do but but golf really is one of its greatest assets is being able to get outside and actually um, improve your your well-being by doing a lot of exercise. I mean, a lot of people say that golf isn't necessarily a um, a sport or a or a sort of um, you know the, you look at the likes of Tiger Woods, he's completely changed the face of golf. But athletes is not athlete is not a word that you you would often associate with golf because it generally is a the the, the age demographic is slightly older perhaps of the people who play golf as opposed to as, as opposed to other other sports such as you know bit cycling or bit running or or the equivalent it really is uh, it's a, it's a very very good way to get outside be healthy see friends right now which is so important um and just sort of get get to nature and actually um improve your your health um i could tell you that i played sport maybe uh, the sports maybe once or twice in my life I tried it and uh as I told you before again I played tennis and yeah. I feel like it's a different but similar at the same time and I found it to be really a mental it's it's a mental game before everything else how did you prepare like the, the I think like a session or, or training because I really like I, I went home and I was super tired but not like my fit like my body but like my, it was just heavy in my head I was like okay I get it it's uh uh, in in the professional world or the amateur world of golf, both I guess. Well, from the, the amateur world of golf, I think when people go and well, hopefully when they go and play golf, they enjoy it. <laughs> That's kind of one of the main main reasons why people play golf. Um, from a professional point of view, the mental side of the game is uh, is without question, I think, the most difficult part of it. Um, there are lots and lots and lots of people in the world who can play exceptionally well physically, but when it comes to the mental side of golf from a professional side you you have to be absolutely content within yourself and with your confidence and with your abilities to actually be able to perform on the level that you would need to if you were going to be a successful professional golfer um it it is it's it's mentally grueling and it's one of the reasons why i decided to actually give up is because i didn't feel that i i would ever get to the to the level of the mental strength that I would need to be in order to compete day day, day in day out on on the professional um, tour. From an amateur point of view, now I, I I spent about a year not really enjoying golf because I didn't really see the point of it when I gave up. Um, the competition was gone. The whole reason why I was doing it, the financial reasons, that was gone. 
Whereas now it took a year to get over that. And now when I go and play golf, I have the most fun I've ever had playing golf because I now know having been through the toughest parts of a professional sport, I now know what I'm looking for with that sport, which is to go out, have a great time, be it be in nature, see friends, see the views, see the wildlife. You're spending four hours on a golf course, if not longer, uh, which is, you know, a four hour walk is, is a pretty long walk in anyone's uh, in, in, in anyone's game. But you're also doing about an eight kilometer, 10 kilometer walk every day if you're walking 18 holes. So there is enormous physical benefits as well as mental benefits. And I love, uh, yeah, golf now is, is a huge enjoyment of mine. It used to be my main driving passion to get out of bed, whereas now I want to go and play golf because I want to have a fun time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, things change, but it's great because you were able to come back. Uh, so then you decided to start your the river travel. Can I ask if river means something, if it is a Scottish word? Or... Yeah, so the, um, the river um, clans, uh, families in Scotland, there are um, hundreds of clans throughout Scotland. Where I'm from, which is in the Scottish borders, on the border of England and Scotland, the Reaver clans were the collective group of clans who were on either side of the border of England and Scotland. Uh, I, I'm not entirely sure why they were called the Reavers, aside from what I suppose what Reaver means is sort of roaming clans. So they would base themselves in one location, and which is where I am on the, on the Scottish side of the, of the, of the border. And they, it was a very bloody part of our history from sort of 13th century to about 17th century, where they would go and fight neighboring clans. They would steal the cattle, they would burn their houses down. And it wouldn't matter if you're English or Scottish, there was no law whatsoever. And neither the English government or the Scottish government at the time could really control the border clans, the Reaver clans. They could slightly more control the ones in the Highlands or, or uh, and, and then down into England, the kind of English um, families. But for some reason, the border areas, I think probably because the topography as well, it's very extreme, very lots of hills and, and, and secret um, valleys. And, uh, you know, you could hide cattle and you could hide, hide the, the clans themselves. They could nip in and out and sort of almost like guerrilla tactics. So I, I, I come from a Reaver family. And when I gave up golf, I wanted to do something that's, I really had a passion for having done golf as a passion and a complete obsession for five years and for before that for lo loving golf before that I, I i didn't feel like i could go back into the normal working world i used to work in london uh working in an office just simply wasn't really an option for me so i wanted to do something that i had a massive passion for and so i wrote down on very simply on a piece of paper things that ted loves And really what came out very clearly was I love Scotland. I love the outdoors. I love golf. I love all sports and activities. I love the wildlife and I love entertaining people. And so the kind of premise of a, of, of a company or an idea came up really, whereby I felt like I could offer the opportunity for people to come to Scotland and also Northern England and, you know, hopefully in the future, maybe at other parts of the world as well. But right now it's in Scotland. I could offer them something that really no one else could do, which was accessing things that are completely unique uh, to my skill set and to my knowledge of having grown up in Scotland. And so I, I like I said, I, I have a massive passion for what I do. And I think it's incredibly important or it was very important for me when I gave up golf that I did something that I had a real passion for. And uh, I'm living out that passion, which is um, I feel very fortunate to be able to do.
That's pretty great. Um, I think the the the, the only thing, or well, not the only thing, the one of the things that I know about Scotland is obviously all the highlands and Jena. What do you? It reminds me a bit of a part of Africa that I know, which is this East Africa. I guess that's why I wanted to connect with you because I'm not there yet. I'm not in Africa at the moment, but I feel like I could be there with your with your video. You really have an amazing uh, one minute video on Vimeo. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty great. Yeah. And what I was so it was the nature, the connection with the nature, and I guess with the clients or the guests that you have. What do you have to offer, especially now? after the COVID and I guess the lockdown, I don't know exactly how it's going in the UK if it is still open, closed, or let's just say in the summer. Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, the, the main reason why I'm able to do what I do is I'm able to take people to houses and castles and locations around Scotland that no one else can do. Mm -hmm. However, I suppose that's not the particularly relevant point, part of this. I suppose what, what, I, what I can offer right now is, is the opportunity to get away from the day-to-day -day life, the working world, the, the cities, the noise, the pollution, the aeroplanes, although there aren't that many aeroplanes flying around right now, but it's the opportunity to actually get into wilderness and staying in, in sort of extremely luxurious places. So it's like staying in a hotel or better, but it's a private house or a private castle um, and all the benefits that go with that. You, you have huge areas of Scotland which are privately owned, which have no one on them and so when people want when people come to scotland they have a romantic ideal that they'll be able to get into the wilderness into the wild away from people the majority of what most people come to scotland do is go up on a variety of different roads and, and they're amazing driving roads um in scotland so they come with their camper vans or their bikes or their cars whatever it may be and and like anywhere there's the usual tourist route and you actually find out that when in the middle middle of the summer you actually are sharing the road with hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands of different people and cars. And so what I do is get people away from those sort of main arteries to the tourist areas. Mm -hmm. And I take them off the beaten track to places where no one else is. And they really can almost sort of rewild themselves or, or really find themselves completely at peace and at nature, which I think is so important right now. And it always was important, but I think it's been highlighted so much more now by what we've been through. And if people can get to the, to the, to the state of mind where they're completely at peace, and at one with nature, yet staying in somewhere that's very comfortable and very enjoyable and doing all sorts of activities in order to enhance their their themselves and their their health their sort of health side of their life i think it's really really important and and, and as i said none more so right than right now um scotland's a, a, an incredible place and if you know where to go then I, i really think it's one of the greatest places on earth and as you say my video that i have on my website it really kind of shows the best parts of scotland and some great footage and it's it's such a tiny country um i don't know africa well i've been there a, a, a few times but it is enormous and obviously it's not a country, it's a continent, but Scotland has everything, but in a tiny, tiny area within the you know, context. Uh, you know, you've got enormous mountains, you've got snow sports as and when it snows, which this year we had a huge amount of snow, but ironically we weren't able to use it because of COVID. Uh, all the ski resorts, et cetera, were closed down. You have beaches that are Caribbean-esque, minutes away from the ski slopes. Um, you have, some of the, the greatest golf courses in the world. You have islands, you have thousands of miles of beautiful coastline, incredible wildlife. And then we have the culture that 
you know, such as my company's name, Reavers, the Reavers, the Highland Clans. There's, there's really everything. I think Scotland's got a huge amount to, to sell for itself. And like I said, that was my passion when I gave up golf was to try and bring that more to the, to the fore for, for clients who actually want to come and experience something really kind of unique and different. Great. Um, I'll have to ask you about 2020 then, because obviously you were, uh, I guess, in Scotland, you live differently because of the outdoors. I am in Lyon. Uh, I was able to kind of walk around the city because I live alone and it's an easier thing to do. But I know that walking around the, the blocks will really help me. And I live near a park and it was just great. I just say that. How did you live through 2020, if you don't mind me asking? I was living uh, during the first lockdown in March. I was living in Edinburgh and I ended up moving out of Edinburgh, not because of COVID, but because an opportunity came up to, to, to move to the, to the borders where I live now, uh, purely because a house came, came up for sale, which um, suited my wife and I absolutely down to the ground. So we, we spent the first six months in Edinburgh, uh, largely in Edinburgh. Um, Edinburgh is an incredibly beautiful city. It's, I think it's one of the only cities in the world that actually has, albeit an extinct, but a volcano in the middle of the city. And it's called Arthur's Seat. And climbing up there, you get the views of the mountains, the sea, the beaches, the golf course, the centre of Edinburgh. You can see about 80 miles north of Edinburgh, just from standing on that one rather small old volcano in the middle of town. What it for, and, and then the architecture is completely beautiful. It's a very special place, Edinburgh. And so actually lockdown in Edinburgh really wasn't too bad at all because we were able to see more of a perspective of, of the countryside than say where I used to live in London, mm. where the, the biggest, the best view that you could get in central London was actually walking onto the River Thames and you could only see you know, half a mile downstream. And that, for, for, for obvious reasons, was therefore my favourite view in London because it was the only place that actually I could really see a view without having to go out to Richmond Park or into the north of London where, you know, that was quite a trek to get to and probably from COVID rules, you weren't allowed to do that anyway. From Edinburgh's point of view, it would take me five minutes to walk to Arthur's seat and I'd be up the hill and I could see for hundreds of miles or nearly 100 miles. And so the perspective, we, we had a, a great quality of life there despite lockdown. And then when I moved out to the countryside, then in October, then life resumed really very normally because we have an area around where I live, which is countryside. And so we were able to go for a walk and, and get out and actually live almost um, a normal life. And we don't have the luxury of having Deliveroo or takeaways or Ubers or any of that stuff here in the countryside. So actually, we just live, you know, very simply as, dare I say it, as, uh, you know, as country folk. And um, nature is literally on our doorstep, whereas when you live in a city, it's a bit, it's a bit more difficult than that. Absolutely. How do you define hospitality now then? Because obviously you, you're dealing with different, I mean, you're not a big brand like Marriott and so on and so forth. How do you define first your hospitality and how do you see your company evolving in just in five years? Well, it's, it's a changed landscape. That's for certain. I started Reaver in 2018. So it really hasn't been, it's only been coming up to three years since I started. The last two or three weeks in particular, the the inquiries that I've had have gone completely through the roof, both from an international client base, which is what 90% of my clients are, but also, well, was 90% and now much more regional. Um, a lot of English clients actually uh, have been in touch, um, new, new inquiries. And so I think what we'll find is that there is going to be 
a much bigger surge in popularity of experiences rather than going and sitting on a beach, which, don't get me wrong, I absolutely love doing. But I think actually getting away from people, ironically, uh, is having a lot of people having lived in, lived in cities for such a long time, you know, for the, for the duration of lockdown. I think people just want to get out, stretch their legs, experience something completely new and different. And so the hospitality industry, certainly from my perspective, which is more private lodges, uh, private experiences, unique opportunities, as opposed to the Marriott's and the, the other hotel chains, you know, in, in cities or in towns, uh, it, it, is, it is growing and growing uh, right now, which is really exciting. And the other, I suppose the, the, the concern, the only concern, well, there are several concerns, but the only, the main concern right now is, you know, if there's another lockdown looming, how does that affect it? Businesses uh, obviously have been going bust for the last year, up, coming up to 18 months. It's, it's very important to try and keep the business, keep the businesses going. Um, the estates that I use, the places that I take that my clients primarily are owned by people that haven't gone bust so far. And they own the, those places in Scotland because it's their passion as opposed to a necessity to make money out of it. Yeah. And so I'm quite lucky in that regard that I can still draw on a lot of my suppliers uh, who, who are and will sort of get through this entire process. So I think from my perspective, the, my, my industry is, is pretty secure. And there are always going to be a lot of people who want to travel, who have the means to travel. There is no doubt that a lot of people have lost a lot of money and life, lives have changed enormously through this pandemic. Uh, but I think the, the upper echelons of the travel industry will continue and I think they will really thrive in the next couple of years. All right. My last question will be more like, what is the best golf course in the world? Is it your place in Scotland or Augusta? I have been lucky enough to play Augusta two years ago. And aside from my wedding day, it was the best experience of my life. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've obviously had to say that. Um, it, Augusta <laughs> is completely and utterly extraordinary because of the reputation that it has. I'm lucky enough to play a lot of great golf courses in Scotland and in England and, and have done around the world. And so going to the likes of the old course at St Andrews has less of a um, enormity to my mindset than perhaps Augusta is, uh, did. However, for other clients who, or other people who, who are passionate about golf and want to come to the home of golf, that first tee shot at, at uh, the old course in St Andrews is absolutely hilarious because you can see people shaking from their legs all up their heads because they're so nervous and I totally understand that having obviously been been there and done that as well my favorite golf course is probably aside from Augusta would be a golf course called Loch Lomond which is in um, uh, just north of Edinburgh and Glasgow the reason why it's my favorite is the same as a lot of other golf courses around the UK and around the world is that the scenery is almost more important than the golf course you can oh. go to the best golf course in the world and you're surrounded by tower blocks you know, I'm thinking of places in Dubai, which are fantastic golf courses, and I spent a lot of Dubai. But for me, the whole point of golf is actually now, in particular, is to get out to see amazing views and to experience something just slightly more than just what the golf course looks like or the design of that golf course. And so I just love seeing mountains and lochs and rivers and wildlife whilst I'm playing golf with hopefully my best friends. That's kind of my, that's what I love about golf. That's great. I guess uh, if we talk about the scenery, maybe the future of golf is in Africa. Who knows? The well, best... there's a lot of amazing golf courses in Africa. And oh, in okay. I played a couple in South Africa, which were incredible. Oh, okay. 
so I need I need to go over to Africa to play more more golf. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> you should visit East Africa, Burundi, Kenya, Tanzania. I think it's uh, it's on the bucket list. Trust me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how do we get in touch with you then? With um, clients who will be excited about this summer or afterwards? Um, well, my website. Uh, is www.revatravel.com and my contact details or the team's contact details are on there. Mm-hmm. So send us an email and we can hopefully make something really fun fun happen. We, we do everything from the ground up. There's no set packages. And so we take whatever people want really want to do and we build, we build it from the ground up. So if they want to come and spend a couple of days in Scotland, that's absolutely fine. If they want to spend, spend a month, if they want to play oh. golf, they want to go i mean it really is you know there's there's lots to do in particular going to the west coast of scotland and spending a few days really getting getting away from everything and and um, right on the coast and seeing the caribbean beaches of the west coast of scotland is my really probably my favorite thing to do do you only can do you take individuals or do they have to be like in groups uh it really it, it everything is possible it really is okay. it's anything it's anyone who wants to come to scotland to have a really cool time doing something that they love doing and uh, they want to see a slightly different, you know, different angle to the country. That's kind of my... my Hopefully view. in the future I'll meet you there and uh, you'll teach me t- one or two things about golf. And- you can teach me how to play this <laughs> and I'll teach you how to play golf. <laughs> there you go. Thanks you. Thank you ever very much. And uh, yes, I guess good luck for the rest of the season, I guess. It's Thank you very much. And um, we'll have blast because hospitality is a really nice uh, sector to to work in and it is we're very lucky we're very lucky we, we we work in an area that makes people happy which is the best, Absolutely. The best there you go thank you very much again right. and have a great thank day thank you very much <laughs>